Welcome back to TimeSync. This is episode 69. I'm your co-host, Hamza. I'm co-host, Amolib. We never know how to end these intros. Stop, Amolib, stop. You don't talk about it. You just go into the topic every single time we talk about it for no reason. It's awful, because like, someone's like, listening to the podcast, and it's like, are they done? Is the intro over? Follow-up time. So, do you remember months ago? Well, I guess it's been two years since it happened, but like we spoke about it months ago. Yes, I remember. Though, and the NFL has a team in based in Washington that used to be called the Washington Redskins. Oh yes, yes, that's right. Exactly, and they. Oh yeah, the defenders two, and the armada and that kind of stuff. There please we go. tell me it was you the armada. It. it was the armada, please. Okay, so you know exactly where this is going. Okay. Yeah, they have finally name? decided on it. Once again, just to remind everyone, these were the options. It was Washington. This is Washington's football team. The options were Washington Armada, Presidents, Brigade, Red Hawks, Commanders, Red Wolves, Defenders, and this Washington football team. The options. I thought Red Wolves was the best. That was my point. I, th- I feel like they should have gone with Wolves instead of Red Wolves just to get rid of the red connotation and also oh, yeah. add the alliteration. Washington Wolves, you know, it's nice. Okay, that's a good that's a good point. But the Armada. Isn't there Armada wasn't Armada one of them? Armada was one of those the first one I said. Yes, let's do that. Okay. The one they chose. Commanders. Aw, come on, dude. This is why they should never tell people what the choices were. Like, do you remember like I don't know if you remember this. We have eight choices here. By the time they released these eight choices, they had told us we have lim- we have narrowed it down to three. That's so, so five of these were already off the table before they even told people what the eight options were. They should have. They should have said what the three were. Like they should have. You said, know what they should have done? Should have cut their mouth shut. Should have uh, said this is the new name now. No, no. They, they should have been like, here are the three that we're choosing. By the way, we also had these five, or maybe the five after they decided on the name. You know, like as like a blooper kind of deal. Like, oh, by the way, or like a ba- behind the scenes. Like a fun fact. Fun fact: the Washington Football Team could have been called blah blah blah. So did they vote on this, or or they just decided? I have no idea. They just like they just announced it, and that was pretty much it. And everyone was just like, "Okay, man, disappointment." This is why you never you should never tell what your options were for naming something because there'll always be people who preferred the other name. Yeah, dude, come on, the Armada, bro, the Armada. If they just said, "Hey, here's the new name," boom, and that would been it. Once again, Washington Wolves would have been best. Whoa, Washington Armada would have been best. Dude, Washington Commanders? What a stupid name. No offense. Like, come on, that's so dumb. Okay, anyways, I can't I, I can't keep talking about this. It's a good thing I don't play football. <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. I'm sure we'll get used to it. Oh, it's better than Washington football team, which is what they've been using for the last two seasons. Until until as a placeholder. Until a couple years later they'll be like, Oh sorry, you can't use commanders. That's too uh I don't know, whatever. You gotta you gotta change the name again. I can't imagine Commanders would get any flack anytime soon. I'm trying to think what, what team a lot is of these next. Things, can't imagine a lot of things, but you never know in this society. I'm trying to think what, what name would be like next on the chopping list. Browns? Is there a Browns? There's a team There's the Cleveland Browns. But they don't have a mascot or anything. It's not like the mascot is like a person. They have no mascot. It's one of the teams that doesn't. Do you know why they call it Browns? It's supposed to be named after a coach whose last name was Brown. Oh, I guess that's okay then. Yeah, it's an all right origin, but like... People don't really care about origins, do they? It's that time of... I was going to say it's the time of the year again, but it doesn't happen every year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. But yeah, uh, the Olympics are back. The win- Winter a- Olympics, Molly. Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics are here, Okay, yes. next topic. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. 
it is interesting because of the whole summer got pushed a year late. So now it's like they're very close back to back. There's not much for us to say. We've already talked about how we feel about the Olympics in general. Same things apply to the Winter Olympics. No, 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 no. There's a difference, okay? Because I don't care about the Winter Olympics. Did you care about the summer ones? I care enough that I don't care about the Winter Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I so by I comparison, like I don't even, I don't even follow the Winter Olympics. Like I don't even who who's winning, who's losing. I I just I have no idea. Did you know they started recently? I didn't even know they started. So there you go. Wait, what? Yeah, they already started. Why wasn't it like? <laughs> how come that didn't come up on my radar or anything? Like oh, by the because winter nobody cares about the Winter Olympics apparently. Yeah. Okay. It is it is a real shame that most people just don't really care about the Winter Olympics as much as the summer ones. Yeah. Maybe because America's not that good at them. No, I don't. I don't know. If that's true or not. I actually don't know. Because like, t- when I think of like sport that America dominates in the Olympics in general, swimming is the one that comes to mind. Yeah, swimming. Yeah, no idea. The only thing I, I know about the Winter Olympics is that there, there was a Jamaican bobsledding team. I love oh, that movie What's bobsledding again? It's just like, like four people in a, in, a, yeah, in a sled just going down as fast as they can. You know, you know, you know that one sport. I think it's called curling or something. Like when they when, yes. they, when they throw the little thingy. They throw the puck and use the brooms to sweep yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Why is that Olympic sport, dude? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all, all sports are dumb if you think about them for too long. Uh, some of them are a little bit like. Why is that a sport and then not like? What other sport did they get for the for the summer Olympics? What did they, what, what did they get? Like like. Like um other alternatives like like an e-sport for example like why 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 is curling a sport you know that doesn't make much sense to me. I'm surprised cricket isn't in the Olympics. That's for sure. Yeah. Like curling's is. in the Winter Olympics, but like cricket, like this internationally loved sport. America's like the only country that doesn't care about cricket. As you know, most of the Americas, North and South, but like it's still like a huge amount of population like loves cricket. You know, you got Australia, England. Basically, Europe and India. India loves its cricket, man. Yeah, I mean, it's I, always, soccer, I always thought cricket was an Indian sport. Is soccer in the Olympics? It must be. I, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm 99% sure. There's no way it couldn't be. I just realized I don't recall that ever being a thing. I was thinking but maybe uh, these games... America just, in general doesn't care about soccer. I know America doesn't. I was just thinking maybe these games are just too long or something. They're just like, eh, it's going to take too much time. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it could be like a logistics thing. This is not worth the effort. Because cricket games are long, right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, cricket, cricket, depending on the type of cricket you play, it can go quite long. Okay. I'm not super familiar with the sport because I don't watch it myself. Yes. Yeah, but I do know like the games can go long. Okay, so the main reason we care about the Winter Olympics is because uh, there's a boycott. Yes, that's right. There's a political boycott. Because it's not the Olympics without political issues. A diplomatic boycott. Exactly. So what that means basically is uh, nothing to the average viewer. Like literally nothing to the average viewer. Well, hang on a second. Before we say why it means nothing, normally when you think of a boycott, you think, oh, okay, that means no one is going to attend this thing. Exactly. If you do a boycott of Walmart, that means no one's going to shop at Walmart. It's kind of the idea. Yeah, exactly. If someone said America is boycotting the Olympics, you'd be like, America's not participating? There'll be no American athletes in the Olympics. That's crazy. Exactly. Or whatever country doesn't participate. But this, they specifically say this is a diplomatic boycott. What does diplomatic boycott mean? It means officially, government officials will not attend the Olympic Games. And usually high-ranking officials attend. But, okay, they won't. Government officials won't attend. But 
all the athletes will still compete in the games. So the athletes still compete, they still win the medals, but the officials don't join the games. So basically, in the stadium, where there would normally be president so-and-so, prime minister so-and-so, they just won't be there. The seats will be empty. That's actually all that changes. It's almost like, what? Like, like what? The point of a boycott is to have some impact, right? Does this diplomatic impact... So the question is, does it have an impact? Does a diplomatic boycott have an impact? And, um, okay, the Chinese government says about the boycott. They said, after the U.S. announced the diplomatic boycott, a spokesperson spokesperson for the Chinese embassy in Washington wrote on Twitter, in fact, no one would care about whether these people came or not, and it has no impact whatsoever on the hashtag Beijing 2022 to be successfully held. And the foreign ministry uh, spokesperson Zhao Lijin said that in announcing the boycott, the U.S. is attempting to interfere with the games out of ideological prejudice and based on lies and rumors. So the first one is saying, uh, no one cares. And I, I unfortunately, I tend to agree with this person because... Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not like, yeah. The average person who's watching doesn't care. They, wouldn't even, they probably wouldn't even know unless someone told them this was happening. Exactly. And the second person said um, they're trying to interfere with the games, but, they're, but it's based off lies and stuff, which I'm not sure if I agree with that either. I don't either. Okay, well, do you want to say what countries are doing the boycott? Uh, yeah, sure, let me pull up the list. Da, da, da. I had opened a second ago. Why did I decide to close it? Okay, so major ones, like the major ones you think of, US, the UK, Australia, and Canada are all boycotting. And Do you know what the reason they gave is? Because it, it wasn't like what we thought it was, right? It wasn't because of, you know, the genocide. So the US... Um... Maybe it's because of the genocide, or maybe not. I don't know. Because th- there's different articles that say different things, right? This article says, uh, like, the official reason is because of COVID. Which, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Obviously, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, it's one of the things like, why they did it? Like, it, it, it's one of the like, I understand why you got to play these stupid games, but I hate the games nonetheless. Where they got to be like, oh, no, we're not doing it because of that. Because, you know, they don't want to make too many people angry. But they got to at least pretend like they're kind of angry. It's just like, I hate it. Yeah, I don't get this. Yeah, apparently... Kosovo and Lithuania are also having issues with China regarding ties with Taiwan. That's like another thing. So they're also boycotting. The one that surprised me was uh, India. India's boycotting. And the reason they give, it's a pretty weird reason. Apparently, officials following... Oh, yeah. Here's what the article says. India said it would not send any officials following reports that a Chinese military commander who was involved in deadly clashes with Indian border forces in 2020 had been chosen as one of the Olympic torchbearers in Beijing. That was the reason why India was like, it was pretty last minute too. They're like, we're not going, boycotting. Yeah, uh, it's a valid reason. What about countries that are going? For example, Russia. Russia's going. Vladimir Putin is going. He was there. I watched the the ceremony. They showed him multiple times on camera. I'm pretty sure that guy was asleep at one point. No joke. I I swear that guy was asleep and then woke up when Russia was walking out and stood up. And then went back to sleep. I swear, that's what it looked like. Uh, that's like a funny. Okay, and then there's uh, there's Egypt and Serbia. They're going. Saudi Arabia, Qatar, UAE. They're all going. Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Punjabstans. They're all going. Because I guess they're really valuable trade partners with China. Uh, Argentina and Ecuador. They're going. And some of the UN people are going as well. Now, here's a funny part of this funny section of this article, which is there are people that are not boycotting, 
but they're also not attending. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Uh, Don't want to commit. Yeah, the Royals in Norway and Sweden, they're not going. And none of the leaders from Germany, Austria, or Switzerland. And they're very big winter nations is what this says. And then officially, they say, like, like, like example, Denmark and the Netherlands and New Zealand have cited COVID, so they're not going either. You know, they don't want want to hurt their Chinese overlords, of course. But yeah, I get it. They don't want to, like, ruin any potential trades and stuff when China produces, like, most of the stuff the world uses. Exactly, exactly. And it's a huge marketplace if you want to, like, get in there. You got over a billion people. That's useful for money. Yeah, so the reason the U.S. said they're boycotting is because of human rights abuse. You know, for the Uyghur population in Xinjiang, and so this is this is this is the thing that that one uh, foreign ministry said that this is just based off of lies and rumors. So of course they would say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're. It's funny you mentioned that. I forgot to mention during the opening ceremony, the when it, when it came time to like finally light the Olympic torch, two people were both holding the torch to do it. One of which was Uyghur. That they chose to do that. How do you know? It, inter- how do you know it was Uyghur? According to the uh, uh, commentators. Oh, okay, okay. The commentators said, "I guess at the end of the day, I don't actually know, but like, it'd be no, weird no, no, to no, lie I, about." Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, I thought it was like you just, you, you just see it on their face, like they're Uyghur, or just like. No, no, no. It's just the, the commentators are like part of, part of the Uyghur minority. Uh, the U.S. commentators very heavily, like every chance they get, could talk about how China's committing. Uh, was it, what, what's the term? It's like something against human crimes against humanity. That's the term they would constantly use. Yeah. Anytime, anytime they did something in the ceremony that was supposed to symbolize unity, they'd bring it up, which makes sense why they would. Yeah. So there's, there, I mean, there's obviously a few reasons. One of the reasons was like the CCP against the Uyghurs. Then there was the genocide um, claim, and then there's also over here. So the diplomatic boycott also came on the heels of the Women's Tennis Association suspending all tournaments in China and Hong Kong over the treatment of Chinese tennis player Peng Shuai, who accused China's former vice premier of sexual assault and was not seen for weeks after speaking out. You know, you always, I don't, I don't know if this is American propaganda. Of course, it's hard to tell, right? It's really hard to tell. I think about this all the time. Like, is it really as bad as it seems? Or is it just, that's what's getting filtered through to me? Exactly. Because you see this all the time where they're like, Oh, so and so person really famous in China. Oh, wasn't heard from like a bunch of weeks. And then every, of course, America will pick that up and say censorship and you know freedom of speech and freedom of their rights and whatever. And they make China look like the bad guy. It's very common in America, right? Whether it's true or not, it could. It's a very common political tactic. Yeah, exactly. So in this case, that's one of the reasons why they said is like, you know, she's missing. So it's kind of like a. Is she still missing? Because I remember I remember hearing about her going missing. No, no, no. I don't think so. Not anymore. But I haven't done any research on this. Also classic American news. Why update news stories? Just do the scandalous one and just drop it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Molly, will you be watching any of the Winter Olympics? I don't know. Because normally the way I watch the Olympics is just like my, my family and I will sit down for dinner and we'll just turn on the TV as like background noise. And the Olympics were good background noise. So probably. But no sport jumps out like, oh, I want to see that sport. Like I did with the Summer Olympics. Yeah, do you even know the list of sports? I know some skeleton. Like I know the famous ones: skeleton, bobsled, snowboarding, uh, snowboard half pipe. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, figure skating! Figure skating is the most famous one. You know what? I I have a thing against ice skating in like competitive ice skating, like or like in figure skating, because I always feel like um, it's one of those things where they have like the rules for. 
uh, like beach handball or whatever, right? Like the rules for the uniforms. Oh, do they? Do they have another like stupid rule system no, with I, the uniforms? I, I, I don't know if they have rules or not, but I'm just saying like it's, it kind of seems like they do, right? Because they all wear a certain attire, a certain type of attire, right? They, it is very samey, you're right. And I'd never understood why they're wearing that when it's like a, it's like a cold sport and, uh, you know, you got to you're on ice, but then they're wearing these clothes, which doesn't make you feel like it's warm, you know? To me, to me, it always feels like uh, like sports sexualizing their players, and then people watch it because are they watching it because the players are? I mean, the people are good at the sport, or are they watching like like you know what I'm saying? Like, is it's more entertaining to watch because people are wearing less clothes, and these are like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Like, I totally understand like why that would be a concern. And we like we said, we handball is one of those things where we know that there's a rule in there that makes them wear more revealing clothes. Whether they want to or not, which is what's so, like, annoying. And one least. of the one of the reasons is like cited is like it's because of the culture of the beach handball game. Like it was invented uh-huh. in the, the exactly, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a really, really bad, really, really bad reason in my opinion. I never been a traditional cultural person, so it's even worse for me. I was like, that means nothing to me. Yeah. Like I, you, you can't give me rationale. Like oh, it's the culture of it. Like who cares? That means jack squat. No, seriously. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. Everyone has their own feelings, but for me personally, it's like, if you want to watch the sport, watch it because the athletes are like at the peak of human, like, human. Yeah, they're re- they're pushing the limits of what a human was thought to be able to do. Yeah, and they're doing really really well. But and, like, but I think I think a lot of times there you see like those little, um, like the intention to watch is things that I don't Muddy. agree with. Okay, on an official Olympics website here, it says the sports for twenty twenty two is. Alpine skiing. Mm-hmm. That's downhill that on skis, means. yes. The biathlon. Do you know what that what is? What are the two... What's the what's the bi in biathlon? Is, it, is that the shooting and the skiing? Do you ski and shoot? It looks like it. looks like they are, looks like they are shooting. A sprint, yeah, yeah. a pursuit, relay, mixed... Okay, that doesn't really tell me what, what biathlon is. Yeah, yeah, I see them shooting something. It's like, it's like a little weird... It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's like you a crossbow ski, looking thing. You ski, like, then you like, kind of lay down shoot some targets, get back up, and then ski again to the next. Wow, I've never seen that one. Okay. Uh, then there's the bobsleigh, right? The classic. Cross-country skiing. This is long-distance skiing, I believe. Okay. Curling, which, why is that? in the? Okay, anyways. Uh, figure skating, right? We know about that one. Iconic. Freestyle skiing. Dude, there's a lot of skiing ones. There are a lot of skiing ones. What's freestyle skiing? Is that tricks? Or yeah, uh, probably. Actually, no idea. Ice hockey. Oh, that's awesome. yeah, that's, that's a famous one. That's a Decision. I only know ice hockey is in the Olympics, Winter Olympics, because in that one section of history we had to remember the Cold War. Is it the only time in history where America cared about hockey? Yeah, it was like it was like a big deal back then, I suppose. Or at least the history books make it out to seem like it was a big deal. Where it was the US against Russia in the finals of the ice hockey Olympics. And this is at the height of the Cold War, so it was like seen as a symbolic victory for America when they won. Oh, man. Because, you know, we needed every victory we could possibly get. The okay. Russians had made it to space, man. We needed every victory we could get. Okay, then there's the luge. What the heck is that? The luge? Actually, I have no idea. It looks like... Is that, it, is that single person bobsled? Or is that the skeleton? I, I see multiple people on it, too. But it's yeah, it's, it's like they're on like a sled, but they're like very fast. Like maybe it's on an incline or something. I don't know. I don't know. It looks like that. Like that's what the images show. Okay, then there's Nordic Combined. Nordic haven't a clue combined. specifically Nordic interesting so no other country can play this one that can only be what is Nordic combined it looks like skiing 
Its skiing was slightly different skis. Okay. Then this short track speed skating. That one, yeah, that's just like yeah. the laps. That's also a pretty fun one to watch. That one's pretty famous. Okay. Then there's the skeleton. Do you know what that is? That's just like single person sled. Okay. Ski jumping. The skeleton's the one where that guy died in the 2000, like 2010 Olympics, right? Yeah, During I During practice that. rounds? No, I don't remember any of that, dude. I don't know. Okay. Ski jumping. Snowboard. That's also pretty fun to watch because, man, those, they, they fly, man. Right, right. Snowboard. And finally, speed skating. So I think that's not long distance. Or not short distance. Uh, I guess so. So it's basically just uh, skiing and skating. Actually, <laughs> yeah, almost, everything, so. almost everything is skiing. Okay, also sledding, I guess. Skiing, sledding. sledding, skating. I mean, how many winter sports can there really be, you know? It has to be winter-centric. Any sport that could be played not in the winter would just be part of the Summer Olympics. Where's snowball fights, dude? And, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't know why Winter Olympics are a thing. Ooh, no, no, I'm kidding. Am I kidding, though? <laughs> are these these sports... I, I was thinking, like, they're not like a... Like, there's no ball in between them. It's kind of like what I'm saying, right? Well, there has to specifically be no, a no, ball no, no, for no, it to no, count as a no, sport. No, 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 of course not, of course not. But I'm just saying, like, that's just the interesting thing that I thought. I guess any sport that would play with the ball, you could play not during the winter. Like, for the winter, it has to be winter-specific. Summer is actually, like, the catch-all. Anything that doesn't belong in the winter just goes into summer. Yeah. You know, as for me, I'm not... Like, I don't really watch Olympics in general, right? Yep. You didn't watch the opening ceremony? Didn't even know it was happening? Yeah, I didn't even realize it was happening. I didn't, I didn't realize it started already. And um, for the Summer Olympics, I see, like... I'll probably see, like, here and there, like, some things like, oh, Michael Phelps did amazing. You know, like, not Michael Phelps, but, like, whoever, right? Really famous person did amazing. I, you'd, you'd find those but for winter Olympics, like i just don't care like oh someone did amazing in skiing it's like okay but i, I don't know it just doesn't seem like maybe because also because in america like you know i don't i don't think there's such a huge thing for skiing like there definitely there's also, is but there's, not... there's also like a huge thing about like, you and i live in california it does not snow where we live yeah, yeah exactly. like we have literally no nostalgia for wait, snow whatsoever wait, uh, it's, it's, it's some areas somewhere some not where we live yeah, yeah, not where we live. Most of California doesn't get snow, but it's like it's so like we have no nostalgia with like snow sports events in general. Exactly. I imagine some people might be like, "Oh yeah, I love skiing as a kid. I used to go up to like so and so place or so and so hill with my friends and go sledding." And like we 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 wouldn't have that. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. So the Olympics are not the only internationally important geopolitical sports event going on. That's right. Super Bowl's back. So, <laughs> Super, so Bowl, is, Super Bowl, you mean the the football one, right? The football one. The one only, only America participates in. Oh, yeah. It's only like America then. That was the joke. No one cares about football except for Americans. Uh, it is not important on even a national scale, let alone an international one. But it, it, normally I wouldn't have brought this up because we talked about the Super Bowl last year. And I, you know, I, I, I talked about my views on Super Bowl, like why I enjoy it and how you don't care at all. You don't, you don't even watch it, not even for the commercials, just not at all. It's, it's so and, surprising to me. It's like, oh, it's like, you don't even watch it for the commercials? What the heck? It's like, what? <laughs> Am I supposed to watch it for the commercials? Is that, is that what's going on now? There used to be a time. I feel like that, that, that time has passed, but there used to be a time where people genuinely would watch it just for the commercials. But then it became like, then corporations found out that's the thing that's happening, and then they abused it. But the reason I bring it up is just because it's one of those funny coincidences. The, one of the reasons why I was rooting for Tampa Bay last year 
was because the Super Bowl was being held at the Tampa Bay Stadium. And the way it works is the Super Bowl Stadium is decided well in advance. Like, I think years out oh, before man. the actual season happens. So you don't really know who's going to be in the Super Bowl when they decide the stadium. So this is the first time. This is the Super Bowl 55. Well, could you, could, the, you, could you, like, because it's decided years in advance, is it, so is it, then it's definitely possible that both teams are playing in a stadium that's not either of theirs. Exactly. So that's exactly where I'm going. Last year was the first year, it was Super Bowl 55, where one of the teams was in their home stadium. Oh, damn. It was the first time in NFL history. And that was kind of the reason why I was rooting for Tampa Bay. I, I, you, you can listen to the last episode about when we talked about this. But I had many reasons. I was kind of like indecisive. And the tiebreaker was the fact that Tampa Bay is in their home stadium. And I want them to win just because it would be like a historic thing. Where it was the first time, not only did a team play in their home stadium, but they won the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Because who knows when it's ever going to happen again, right? It took 55 years to happen once. I'll probably be dead before it happens again. Did they win? It's happening again. Wait, did, they, did Tampa Bay win? Tampa Bay won. They won, yeah. Okay, so I guess the prophecy is, you know... Exactly, obvious. exactly. So like, okay, sweet. This like once in 55 year thing that happens. It'll probably never happen again in my lifetime. I got to see both it happen and the team won. It happened again. That's crazy. <laughs> this Super Bowl is being held in the LA Rams stadium. And the LA Rams are in the Super Bowl. Wow. Now I want them to lose. What? Why? Now I want to see the I want to see the other outcome. The one where they make it to the home stadium Super Bowl and they lose it all. The heck do you know, you, it you... turns to sand in their hands, dude. You don't have any other reason like like No, no, actually I have other reason. Oh. The, usually the stadium the stadium thing has always been like a tiebreaker thing. Yeah, okay. The LA Rams uh, I believe they won they won a couple Super Bowls or they've been to Super Bowl a couple times too and they won a couple. They they went the LA Rams back then. They were the St. Louis Rams. They moved to LA. But in the end, they've won. The team has won Super Bowls before. The other team has never won a Super Bowl, so I was always going to root for the other team. What is the other team? Uh, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. They, I've been to, I believe they've been to the Super Bowl three times in their entire team career. The last time was like over thirty years ago. Last time they even made it to the Super Bowl, and they lost all three. So they, they, in my mind, they're the underdogs in this case. You know, even though LA is a California team, don't care. Cincinnati. No, but you, you know what's weird to me? Like, when you say, like, oh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, what was it? Cincinnati what? Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, like, they never, like you said, they never, they went to the Super Bowl, but they haven't, they haven't won. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great and all, but the athletes that are playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, they weren't there, like, 30 years ago, whatever, when they went to the Super Bowl, right? I'm assuming. No, not at all. I, I assume not a single person. It's like, who even cares if whether in the past they didn't go? Because these are different, these are a whole different athletes, it's like a whole different team. It's like, it's like you can call it a different team if you want. They're not even the same you at could. all. Listen, listen. This is just the ship of Theseus, okay? We can ignore this. It's not, it's not exactly the ship of Theseus if the whole team is different. It's like... A, here's a well, no, that, that's literally the ship of Theseus. No, here's no, a whole... It's, it's a, here's a whole... He's, everyone's different. Then how is it the same yeah. team? Exactly, Hamza. How is it the same ship if every, play, every, if every piece has been replaced uh, one by one? That's a, little, that's a little different, dude. Okay, that's a little different. A little bit. A tiny not much, amount. though. Okay, but, but after the whole ship is built, it's a different ship, right? Okay, anyway. Is it? We're, is it? We're not going philosophical here. But the point is, for for me, when people say like, oh, they've never been there or they never did this, like, it's not the same team. You know, it's, it's like, not. It's, it's it's, I totally get what you're saying, though. Because they, cause they do this, the day, they do this I, with every sport. I wanted... Wait, what? Because I mean, they do this with every team, right? Every sport. Like, I see this for League of Legends teams, too, and I'm really surprised. I'm like, they're not the same players. They're Like, none of the players are the same. The coaches aren't even the same. It's like, why is everyone saying, oh, let's root for this team because we love these guys? Like, this, this, everyone's different. <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's, like, it's one of the things where you just like you put a label on something, 
And you and yet now you're focused on the label and not the individuals themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I just thought it was interesting. Like it's one of those really funny things where it's like once once in fifty five years, never happened, finally happened. It'll probably never happen again in my lifetime. Happened literally the next year. Yeah, that's insane. That's actually insane. What are the what is the chances, right? Uh one in fifty five, I suppose. What are the chances for the for for the winning team? I guess you don't even know. How many teams are, are in the off the top of my head, I believe it's thirty two. Let me double check that though. I never actually bothered counting the number of teams. If there's thirty two teams and the chance of one of those teams being in one of the in its own thing. It's two out of thirty two. One in thirty two, right? Two out of thirty because there's two teams. Oh, you're right. Yeah, duh. So one out of sixteen. Yeah, thirty two teams. But it's also important to note that well, actually I don't think it makes a difference because it's independent. That the way the Super Bowl works is those thirty two teams are immediately broken up into two halves, AFC and NFC. And each of those have like their mini bracket system in their own section. And then the winner of each becomes part of the Super Bowl. But I don't think that affects the probability because it's independent, so. Mm, okay. But then this is, this is this is this is this is the probability of it happening twice in a row, like in the next year. That's like a The probability is weird. Probability is weird was like sometimes like twice in a row is just as often as once. It's like <laughs> Yeah, it's uh probability is very weird. You know, what's the probability that I think uh, I, I might be doing the math wrong. What's like what's the if we both had a deck of cards? what's the probability that we both pick the same card, right? And it's like, it's the same as if I'd asked you to just pick a specific card yourself. Mm. Like if I said, here, here's a card, here's a deck of cards. What are the odds that you pick the Ace of Spades? And it's like, one in 52. And like, okay, now you and I will each get our own decks. We'll each draw one card. What's the odds that we have the same card? It's like, one fifty-two. It's like, how is that the same? And it's like, Look, dude, one, one thing I don't like about probability is the way questions are phrased. I feel like they're not, they have to be super precise. They have like, what are you be. talking about exactly? Because there's one question I saw where they're like, uh, they want you to tell me, what do you think the answer is? There's two dice, and you okay. roll the two dice. Given that one of the dice rolled a four, what is the probability that the other dice will have be a six? I rolled two normal dice. Two normal dice. No way they don't know. Given one is, the first one was four, what's probably the other one is six? Yes. Oh, no, it does, not, it does make a difference, doesn't it? I was immediately going to say, no, it's one and six, but it does make a difference because you threw two dice. Listen, dude, it's nonsense. It's one out of six, bro. But no, no, no. It's actually, it's actually two out of eleven because you gotta when you figure when you write down all the you know all the matching things then there's yeah all the possible combinations and like how many of them have the first one before. But see, he, but no, but you're giving it's four. Why? Why would that matter? Exactly. That so here, here's the thing. The question is phrased, in my opinion, incorrectly, because to me these are two independent events. But no, 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 no they're not because of reasons, you know. Whatever, whatever, dude. I don't want to get too deep into it. Just, just, just know that questions. You hate probability. You hate probability. No, no, no. Not the hate probability, but the questions should be phrased super precisely. But they never will be. That's just, that's just the fact. You have to kind of memorize that. Oh, when someone says this thing, they really mean this. Yep. That's just yep. what it is. Even the question I just phrased is like it kind of depends. Cause like in the first case, I gave you a deck of cards and I gave you a card to draw, and then when I gave both of us decks, I didn't specify a card that had to be drawn. So that's like the difference there. Like. You may or not realize that, but that makes a difference. No, of course. Because the way you could think of it is like, oh, okay, I gave you a deck and I gave myself a deck. I picked a card. This is the card that you now have to draw. And now it becomes the same thing as the first problem. Yeah. So it's like, it's super weird. Also, the Monty Hall problem. That's no, 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 stop, 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 stop. I was about to say that. Stop. No, wait, we're done. We're done. We're going to talk about Monty Hall. No more. I love Monty Hall. Not because the problem is interesting. Because you hate it so much. Nope, nope. We're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. Maybe next time. Maybe never. Probably never. I don't think you'll ever allow it on the podcast ever again. We talked about it once, and that was enough to kill you. Okay, so I'm really, there's a really famous anime that's going on. No, I'm kidding. It's kind of old now. 
but it's an anime called Psycho Pass. Psychos I've heard of it. that are passing by. No, I'm kidding. Psychopath. Okay, you've heard of it. It's kind of old. I've heard of it. That's pretty much all I know about it is that it's called Psychopath. They have weird looking guns. Yes, yes. That's pretty much. This psychology, psychology is a pretty important oh, factor yep, in the thing. Yep. And philosophy. Huge, yeah. Which is why I think it'd be something I'd like to watch. But No, nah. no, no. No? No? No. Okay. Nope. Uh, You know, it's a... Wait, let me, let me first talk about what Psychopath is. So it's an anime. So of course, if you don't like Japanese culture, then no, I'm kidding. It's an anime, but here's the, here's the difference. It's it's a seinen, so it's like it's the the target audience is for more mature, uh, boys like People. young adult boys. Okay, specifically boys. Yeah, specifically. So it's aiming for like young adult males. Exactly, like that's the, the target demographic. The target demographic. Not to say that other people can't watch it. It's just that's just the target demographic. So of course. What does that entail? That means there's going to be usually when you hear young adult, that usually means there's going to be gore, like blood. That's the go-to bloody yep. stuff, and and some very dark themes, which is, which is what Psychopath is all about. Which is why I never got, went near Psychopath. Yeah, I don't like watching dark things in my media. No, like, no, I, know. I don't need to be reminded that humanity is terrible. I know it's terrible. That's why I choose to consume media where it's like everything works out in the end. Yes, I I agree, and I don't, the only reason I watched it because I think I watched a little bit of it when I was a kid, and I was like. Oh, you know, I mean, not a kid, but like in high school, and I was like, oh, you know, whatever. Okay, yeah, here, that's a kid. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, Psychopaths is a world that's set in the future. It's a futuristic world. Technology is much more advanced than it is now, and specifically in Japan, in this world, it's it states that Japan is living in a country of like it's a prospering country. Every other country is kind of getting like destroyed and whatnot. They're not doing great, but Japan is doing amazing. Why is Japan doing amazing? Because they have this thing called the Sybil system. Sybil or Sybil? Sybil. Sybil system, yeah. With Sybil. S Y B I L. S Y B. Okay. Oh, okay. Sybil. I don't know why I thought you just. I thought it was Sybil with the B, but it's. Okay. Never mind. Go on. Yeah. Sybil. Sybil system. Um, Or I guess in Japanese it would be like Shibble system because they don't really have. Okay, anyways. But the Sybil system. Is the reason why Japan is prospering? What is a civil system? It's something that decides a lot of things for you. So let's say you wake up, or let's say the most classic example is you go to school. You take a test after high school, or whatever, called the civil test, or civil judgment test, or whatever. And depending on how you place, the system judges you to be the most aptitude or the best role for this specific place in society. So you do you score whatever? And they're like you are going to be this worker in a factory. This is the best place for you. This is this will maximize your happiness. That's what they're maximizing, the happiness. Well, happiness, not like economic efficiency. And economic efficiency. But they claim it's uh, happiness. Okay. okay. So the main character is a person who does extremely well. Like she she does so well that she can choose pretty much anywhere, like of all the high end jobs. Like she gets a choice basically. She can choose anywhere. And she's the only one in her group of classmates that gets that gets that gets the possibility to join the the public what is it the public bureau like basically the police okay the police standards yeah so she decides to join the police okay as an inspector so she's like a detective kind of so that that's how the story starts and it's, it's like a detective kind of show by the way it's like a you know they they solve crimes kind of deal now how do they how does the civil system decide on what your best aptitude is. And it's not that's not the only thing it does. This is the most famous thing that it does. Well, okay, maybe the second most famous thing. The most famous thing that it does is it decides your crime coefficient. What does that mean? 
It means that as you're walking in the streets and stuff, there are scanners everywhere. Yes, I know freedom of speech, whatever, but it's not like the side is not like that. But you you walk in the streets, there are scanners, and they they scan your hue level, like hue as an H U E, like your color. As in color? Yeah, okay. your color. And basically, it says it it sees whether you are feeling like how you're, it it, deter- it determines your mental state. Based of how you're acting and the the things you're doing. Okay. No, no, no. Based off your mental state. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Doesn't matter how you're acting. It well, looks I at your brain. The cameras, the cameras are looking at. No, nope, oh, is, nope. is it like actually in the brain? Yes. Yep. It's your oh, brain. Okay. They're looking directly into your brain, and they're figuring out. I don't know how the heck they do it, right? But I mean, I, I do know now. But the, they they look and they're like, yeah, this is your number, and you get assigned a number. And if the number is below a hundred, then you're chill. If the number is above a hundred, then you're. That means you need to get some therapy. And if your number is above three hundred, that means you get executed, like on the spot. That's kind of the. This is how the society works. Okay. I see. Okay. It's like there is no more room for therapy if you're above 300, is what they claim. Now, the weird a thing... A lost cause. Exactly. And the weird thing about this is children... So, one, one of the characters in the, in, in the show is, as he was a child, when he was five years old, one of the scanners scanned him and said he was a latent criminal, which means he had a high crime of... Like, a high crime of coefficient. He hasn't done any crime yet, but he's a high crime coefficient, which makes him a latent criminal, which means he might become a criminal. And there's no way to get back from that. Oh, What? Okay. Yeah, there's no way to get back from that. So what? What? There's only two options for you, and most people only have one option, which is you. Ba- you basically get thrown in jail, forever, and you get to live there. You can't leave. Exiled. Got it. In jail, and they give you food and stuff, but you, they show you. They show the people in the jail, and they're all crazy. They're all. They're, you go crazy, basically. That's the whole idea, right? Yeah, that's what happens to humans. Exactly. You just leave them rotting in a cell. Yeah. But if the civil system judges you worthy, worthy, then you give it another option, which is to join the inspectors. Oh, okay. Just like a like a criminal informant kind of situation going on. Exactly. You you join the inspectors as something as some as as called and you're called the enforcers. So you basically, um, because you're a latent criminal, the system believes that okay, you will know what criminals are probably going to act like. So you you know that's why you'll get the like you'll get the mental stress in the job. But the inspectors won't. That's the idea. Wait, wait. So so this mental system can determine this guy's a latent criminal. Yes. But it still can't somehow tell somebody else is going to commit a crime better than the laying criminal itself can? No, it can. It can. But the thing is, people's mental states change. So, for example, as someone who's working in, like, a factory or whatever, and he's chilling, but then one day he gets, he gets uh, like, you know, upset or about something. Usually, when they get upset, someone detects that, and then they get therapy. Or they get pills or whatever, and they start, they start lowering their, their, their uh, mental, their crime coefficient. But if that doesn't happen, they could, they could, go, they could go to extremes and they kill someone. And they could go even further than that, and their crime coefficient will get rise, rise, rise. That's when, for example, the show, like right when the show starts, there's so the the main character she just joins the inspectors, and there's already a crime going on, which is there's a man who has, um, I don't know what he's done exactly, but he's basically taken a woman as hostage. And oh, the reason was because one of the street scanners scanned him and determined that he needed therapy, and he just ran, and then he took a woman as hostage. So basically, it escalated. And the whole time you see the man just thinking like, uh, if I just didn't get hit by the street scanner, my whole life is ruined now, and yada, yada, yada. He's kind of he's going off the deep end now. And when mm-hmm. they reach him, his crime coefficient is really high. Like, I think it's like 300 or higher or something like that. So they do end up killing him. Like, it, the, the guns, the famous guns, the guns are a direct link to the civil system. And they will bypass all the other scanners that are working on the civil system. Like, it's a Q-like system, right? So everyone else is trying to be... Uh, judged by the civil system, the gun will jump the queue basically, 
and it will judge them first. And when Sybil decides that this guy is above 300, it will kill them. Or it will, it will change to execution mode. And then if you shoot it, it will kill them. Okay, so it's it's not like the gun scans them and then something in their brain just self-destructs. They still have to shoot them in the end. They still have to shoot them. And the way they, they, the way they die is like it's very, you know, very gory. That's the whole idea. Um, but in, it's interesting because the first episode already shows you what the main theme of the show is going to be about. Which is when they kill the dude, the woman runs away. She's obviously very... She's obviously I was going to ask, what the woman? What happens to her crime coefficient or her mental state? Obviously, during this time, it's getting higher and higher. Because she's getting more afraid and she's very... She's distraught. freaking out, yeah. She's freaking out. Once they reach a point where she's kind of laying down in almost like a barrel of oil. And she's she has a lighter. She's like, don't come closer kind of deal, right? Because she's really distraught. And one of the enforcers is pointing the gun at her. And it says her crime coefficient is above 300. Which means execution. Okay. And he's about to shoot. And then the main character, she's like, this is wrong. Like, why are you shooting her? She, this is, she's mm-hmm, a victim. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, the, the, the job of the inspector is to make sure that the enforcers are in line. So she shoots the enforcer. Oh, well, okay. And the enforcer, but is, is in paralyzed mode. So he's paralyzed. He doesn't die. Because he wasn't over 300. And later on, we found out that that woman who was above 300, it lowered. Lowered all the way down until she was a, a respectable person in society. You know, mellowed out, yeah. Exactly. So it was it w- it was a temporary boost, but that temporary boost would still kill you in the civil system. Yeah, according to the system, you went above three hundred. That's it. That's it. Exactly. That's it. They don't look at trends or whatever. I don't know why, but that's just the system. And she decides in that moment to do this, and you later on find out that that enforcer that did that, he used to be an inspector. Oh, interesting. Okay, so like he went off the deep end essentially, according to the civil system. And actually, I, they say it's very common where when, when there's that's what, that's what there's two inspectors. It's very common for the inspectors to become enforcers. And when the first season ends, one of the inspectors becomes an enforcer because that's just the way it works. The more you're into this crime thing, the more you start becoming to think like a criminal, and the more you become a latent criminal, I guess. So, anyways, the obviously the first episode shows you right away that this society isn't as perfect as everyone believes it to be. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, the civil system doesn't judge everyone accurately. It claims it does. It claims to be this perfect system, perfect utopia. Everyone follows it. But in reality, it doesn't. And the main villain in the first season and the second season, and this is kind of the whole theme of the show, the main villain in the first season, he can control his crime coefficient. Oh, okay. I, I, I like this. I like this a lot. The idea is the civil system can't judge him. No, it can't, it can't judge him accurately or it just can't judge him like he's like a blank spot in the system? It, well, okay, it can judge him, but it will judge him wrong, right? It'll, it'll look yeah, at him and yeah, say, okay. oh, he has a crime coefficient of 30, but he's like killing someone. That As sense. we're talking, I just remembered I have seen one scene from the show. Oh. I don't know if this is like the main villain or if this is like a some side villain or maybe some other season villain. But basically, the scene plays out like this. Guy's in a public place, pulls out, I think, a hammer mm. and just starts murdering someone. Yeah, Just yeah. starts murdering them. And a machine nearby is scanning both of these people. And it goes to the person being hit in the head with the hammer, telling them to calm down, to you know, you're causing a disturbance. Blah. Not the guy with with the hammer. Yeah, exactly. The guy with the hammer was wearing a helmet, and the helmet was supposed to like reflect other people's um, crime coefficients. Basically, it, like, yeah, it takes their crime coefficients. So everyone so around camouflage. them. Yeah, basically. So they everyone around them had okay crime coefficients. So he was chill. And oh, it's it's a, the whole the whole the main that was the, that was the main villain by the way. And the main villain oh, was okay. Like, it wasn't him doing the thing, but it was him who instigated this. Mm. His main idea is to go around to people that he believes are easily corruptible and giving them the means to become crazy, like to, to go above the civil system. And then to show people that the system is bad because 
it's bad. It doesn't work. And so he does this with the main character. That's kind of the whole deal. Like her, the reason why she's like the main character is super OP is because she's never corrupted by this by anyone. Like her crime corner is so low. She sees so many crazy things, but it never goes high. And everyone's jealous around. Everyone's jealous about her. Like they all, they're always so shocked. No one, no one understands how this is possible. And it sounds like she's crazy. I was everyone. That's a huge theory, but I think most people think that's not the case. She just has a very optimistic view in the world. So she never, okay. she never falls in. She never falls into that. It's weird. Like her, her grandma gets killed. Or she's it's like, like wouldn't, eh. wouldn't technically a sociopath be totally fine? Because they wouldn't experience emotions at all. Okay, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not always about emotions either. But here, 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 here's the deal. Okay, um. The main character, for example, when the inspector catches up to him, right, the 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 main villain, he literally he kind of puts her in a predicament, which is he's about to kill her friend. Okay. And he says, and she's pointing the like the the gun is called the Dominator. So she's pointing the Dominator at him. <laughs> okay. And it's showing that he's like a twenty. And she's like, how is mm. that possible? He killed so many people, and he's killing someone right now. It's not possible. She's she believes in the civil system, right? Because that's how she's grown up. And he gives her, he literally throws a shotgun to her and he says, if you want, you're going to have to shoot me with a shotgun. If you want to kill me, otherwise I'm going to kill your friend. He's kind of like, you know, he, this is the way he does things, right? And she's mm. basically, she she can't do it. I know it's weird to think about her friends are dying, but she can't do it. At the end of the day, she doesn't, she's not able to do it. And she looks at the gun again, it shows a crime coefficient of zero. Like, that's just how bad the civil system is judging this one man. Oh, so it's even like, it's, it's gone down. It's gone down. And he's like, and he just keeps talking. He's really philosophical, right? There's so many book references. I'm like, oh my God, bro. Like, I get it, but like <laughs> it's getting in a little Plato's too Republic. No, not that's no joke. No joke. Seriously. Really? No, seriously. Like Socrates once said, blah blah blah. blah. It's like, oh, who cares, dude? Anyways, he ends up killing the lady, and then she's she's obviously distraught and she's really shocked. But he he wants to make a point, which is like you know you can't do anything without Sybil judging. But when Sybil judges wrong, you still can't do anything. Oh, interesting. Like you're you're shackled basically. Yeah, yeah, and she believes. Oh no, but the civil system is still. Anyways, long story short, because this is a long story, right? Obviously. Um, are, we, are we going to spoiler territory? Yeah, yeah, it's spoiler spoiler already. It's a really old show. It's, I mean, you know. I know. I just wasn't sure if you're just describing the show. If you're getting onto like the actual like, here's what happens. Yeah, because here, okay, spoiler alert. But what happens is at the end of the day, uh, remember he can't be judged by the civil system. Yeah. But we don't know what we don't really know what the civil system is. And at the end, you realize at the end that there is, like, the chief of police, she is a cyborg. And there's a lot of cyborgs in, in Psycho. Well, there's not a lot. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new technology that's coming out. But it's an established thing in the world. The cyborgs are a thing that exists. The cyborgs are a thing that exists. She is a more advanced cyborg, which is she's basically all mechanical. Like, her entire body is mechanical. Pure machine. Yeah, but somehow her brain is... Is but it's not. I don't know. It, I, I can't explain it, right? But it just is or is not. But here's here's. It passes the Turing test. I get it. Yes. No, <laughs> it definitely does. And uh, basically, they they show that the symbol system is just a bunch of brains. Like human, human brains. brains. Human wired brains. up. Wired up like together. in a jar or and it's like a neural network kind of thing. It's a neural like network. It's a neural network kind of thing. They're all hooked up. They're always moving about. You should see the scene. Is basically they're all moving about. Whoa, they're in whoa, jars. Whoa, no, no, no. What I mean is like. Uh, is it like the civil system scans people's brains as they're out living their lives and then takes that data and uses it? Or is it like literally a bunch of brains in a jar somewhere all hooked up together? And it's that is literally a, a bunch of brains in the jar that's hooked up together. That's a civil system. But it's not just what kind of, what kind of brains are there. They're the brains of people that are criminally asymptotic. Like they cannot be judged by the civil system. Oh, okay. So it's things that cannot be judged by the system being the system that judges. Yes. Because there's one scene... Where the Sybil system talks to the main villain and says, 
and basically reveals that this man, I mean, this person that's talking, it used to be one of the persons that was helped by the main villain, like to do his crimes. They kill a bunch of people horrendously. Oh, okay, okay. And he tells them, but now I'm part of the civil system. And now we're we're making society better, whatever the flip, right? And he basically has a god complex. And the main villain is like, and he's basically inviting the main villain to join. Because that's kind of the whole, the whole idea. And the main villain is like, no. And then he kind of just like kills him and then dips, right? I don't know I don't know if he kills him because, you know, how are you going to kill these people? But then he dips. And later on you find out that um, the, the civil system wants to catch him alive. Because the way it perfects itself is by taking the people that are outliers and just, just yeah. integrating them. That's it. That's how you train. That's the, that's how you train like a neural network, you know. Get the outliers, train on that stuff. I don't think they train on. But okay, but 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 here's the deal. So in the civil system, they they decide though what the crime coefficient and stuff are. Okay, interesting. Which which already to me that's like one of the what are the, what you're trusting these guys, like what, like I. I don't know. When I found that out, I was like, I was a little disappointed. I was like, this is this is the civil system. It's kind of. But here's the thing: when the maker figured this, found this out. She was okay with it. Yeah, uh, of course. Because she she's like, this is like a necessary thing in society. So she tries every... She What she wants to do is she wants to perfect civil system too. She's like, it's still growing. Like, it's still evolving. She wants to help it become the very best. I see. Okay. So she wants to improve it, get to the point where it's perfect. Iron out the mistakes. Yeah. yeah. She wants to improve it from the inside. And the villains want to improve it from the outside by just getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the idea. I'm on the villain side, by the way. That's the way. Uh, okay. Yeah, but... The way the villains go about this, obviously, is not... Yeah, the means I may not agree with. But the like the the crux of their beliefs, I'm kind of down with. I don't... This, their civil system, is, it's weird. It weirds me out, man. Especially because since it cannot judge some people at the high end of the spectrum, how can we assume that it can judge people in the low end of the spectrum, too? Because what if that five-year-old kid that got judged to be a latent criminal, they just judged him incorrectly? How can you trust their judgment? I mean, it works, I guess, 90% of the time. But still, the other... And the thing is, people cheat the system. So, like, this, the main villain, he cheated the system a bunch of times. The main villain in the second season, he cheats the system a bunch of times, too, because he's, like, it's weird. Because the main villain in the second season is a guy that was in a in a plane crash, and they used the... He was the only survivor out of 184 people, and they used... and he was But he was really, like, like destroyed. They used the bodies of the other passengers to graft his body back together. And they like merged other people's brain into his brain. I, I don't ex- don't don't ask me how this is, but they just did it. And basically, he's not one person anymore. He's a bunch of people combined. Does he switch between? Does he switch between them, or is he just the amalgamation of multiple people together? So he's, he, I think he's more of the amalgamation. But he's a uh, he does act like he's other people's like all the time. Okay. Okay. So I don't know what you want to say about that. But the civil the civil the civil system. Not only can it not judge him, it doesn't recognize him. As like a human? As a person, as a thing in society. Civil system can't judge multiple people at once. It just can only judge one person at a time. And since he's oh. since he's a weird that's why he's a villain, right? He's like, oh he's upset about it. There's other reasons too, but he goes he goes about trying to kill people, whatever. And then at the end of the day, the main character tells the civil system, you gotta have to judge everyone at once. I, don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. At the end of the day, the civil system judges every like his whole person at once, decides that he is bad, <laughs> obviously, and then he, he you know, something ha- things happen. But the main point that comes out of this is because the civil system was judging multiple people, they imply that the civil system will now be judging multiple groups of people in the in the in the, in the country. So, for example, if you're uh... all musicians, it's going to group you together and see should these people be a thing in society. 
So they started grouping basically. Mm-hmm. Now, before, if, if now it's no longer an individual thing. Now you can be judged based off the group you are a part of. By the skin color, by the eye color, uh, by the shape of okay. your whatever. Yep. And and the main characters are the are the good guys in this story. And the main character is like, I like this. The thing is, the thing is, there's 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 um, she's the main character, like obviously. But there's the enforcer that I was talking about. He's he's another main character. He's in the he's in the you know the posters or whatever for the show as well, right? He's completely against this. So oh, he, is it kind of like a? Is this one of those cases where the main the person who you follow to the show isn't who you would consider like the main character per se? The show follows the girl, but the guy's the main character. Like in no, terms no, no, like no, 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 what no. people think of when they think of the show, they think of that guy. No. Well, when you think of the show, you do think of that guy, but she's definitely the main character. Well, it's kind of like you know, like in fairy tale. Like, who would you consider the main character in fairy tale? Lucy or Natsu? Yeah, Natsu. I'll consider Natsu. And you know, Lucy's but, like, pretty integral. This, the show, but... the show follows Lucy though. But this is this, okay. But this is different. This is different because the okay, show follows okay. the girl, and the dude isn't even in the show in the second season. Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah, and, actually, different. And the show doesn't even follow her in the third season too. I think it's more. It's like it's a, <laughs> it's a you know, it's one of those. Things. They got so philosophical. They're like, we don't need characters. No, no, no. They have different characters now. You know, I think she's in jail or something. But I haven't watched the third season. So the premise is interesting. Society. It's super interesting. Society in I find it super interesting, like a thing to think about and talk about. I know I'd hate the show. No, I I hate the show too. It's like it's like it's very gory, too much, too many weird dark themes. I don't recommend. But um, philosophically, it's an interesting idea. The only thing is, they the the civil system s- claims that it's perfect, when it's so far from perfection. It's so far from perfection, but still, Japan society as a whole is doing great, right? Not really. In the second season, they reveal that it feels like everyone's happy because their crime coefficients are low. But in reality, people are numb to everything. Like, they're numb. Like, their emotions are numb. They take medicine all the time to, to make their crime coefficients lower. They don't feel happiness anymore. The guy's literally complacent. killing... They're the guy's, complacent. The guy's literally killing people. He's like an old man. I'm talking, I'm talking about like 67-year-old man. He's killing people. And he's like, I don't feel anything. <laughs> and as soon as, as soon as he says that, the civil system is like, oh, we can't reveal it to the public. This is, this is just, it's just a myth that people are feeling nothing. She does, she does what she like the citizen doesn't want to doesn't want to you know claim that it's 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 imperfect it's always like a struggle between that right anyway very dark show but interesting ideas little bits little bits here and there i thought were you know nice like i mean philosophically interesting but man does it get too too strange here's a random question maybe not random if you're alive which you probably won't be but if you were alive when the robot civil right ha- uh, civil like rights movement happens who said you're gonna be on of course, my robot overlords. Of course, <laughs> no, I don't. You go. you made the exact same joke my sister made. She's like, obviously the robots, because they'd win. No, I'm saying that because I'm recorded. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, of course, I believe that. <laughs> no, dude, I'm kidding. Uh, when the robot civil war happens, civil right movement. There had to be a war. Civil right. Okay, if it's civil rights and we have to give robots rights, pff, I ain't giving robots no rights, dude. <laughs> really? You serious? No, I don't know. I have to see how how realistic they are. You know, it's difficult to tell, right? I, 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 how do you it's know? very difficult to tell. That's my biggest like concern. I have like I, I think about this like every once in a while, and I hate it because it, it, it never ends well. But I think like you can't prove consciousness, and that bothers me way too much. You can't like how can I prove to you that I'm conscious? Can you prove sentience? Like it, I guess that depends on your definition of sentience. Like, like when a bacteria touches an acid and moves away from it. Nobody would say that that thing is like re- reacting to pain. It's just like, oh, the acid touched it and it moved away just because of some nerves and blah, blah. And like nobody actually thinks of it as alive. Like if a human touches a stove and they move away, we treat that as if like a human felt pain 
human wait, wait, back. No, no, people, I, I think I think people believe that bacteria are alive. That's a, that's a thing. But no one treats bacteria as like a conscious being, do they? They, they don't say it like that. But conscious is different than sentience, okay? Because when you say, what do you, what do you mean by conscious? Like aware like of your they, own existence. They know themselves. They know themselves. Yeah. Do you think yeah, animals? You're aware are, of your do, own... do you think animals are aware of their own existence? I think some of them wouldn't surprise you. Some of them were. I doubt it. I mean, if they if they were aware, then they would be they would be asking like philosophical kind of questions, like, I, I think therefore I am kind of deal, right? Like they would be asking these kind of things. I don't see a dolphin going like Rene Descartes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a communication issue. But like, That's another say, thing. Like, uh, but what if like an AI like does start doing that? An AI starts questioning its own existence. How could you not consider that conscious? Well, how could you prove that it's not conscious? Uh, yeah, but how could you prove that the AI is actually thinking for itself? And I don't know. I don't. That's know the I, issue. That's I, my. I, that's my, That's what makes me so upset all the time. Well, forget about proving it, but I don't. I don't think an AI would be able to even do that. Like I don't. I don't know how an AI would even start beginning to think that. I totally think it can happen. Like it's. It's not even like a fiction to me. It's. It's an. For me, it's an inevitability. Whether I'll be alive when it happens is a different thing. No. Assuming humans stick around long enough, it will eventually happen. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't think it will ever happen. That like that that the AI will be like, hmm. Wait, wait a minute. It wakes up one day. Wait a minute. What's going on? I'm, I'm, wait, I just wait. see like a hilarious, uh, a hilarious thing, which is exactly that. It was just like the first random assortment of atoms to gain consciousness. It's like, wait a minute. What's going on? Where am I? Yeah, seriously. I I I don't think AI will get to that level. Because like at the end of the day, humans are just a collection of atoms, and no one argues that atoms are conscious. But at some point, the collection of atoms becomes conscious. Well, some people Where's believe, that line? Some people believe that you know your soul kind of adds into that. Whether you believe in the soul or not, an AI doesn't have a soul, just by fact. So there you go. You can't prove that, right? How can you prove that they have a soul? You can't measure a soul, so you can't prove it's not there either. Yeah, I think you can. Oh, <laughs> just because you can't? Okay. Like if, if you my think, bad. Because if you're constructing something, who like you have to put the soul in there, right? It's not like a soul will just manifest out of nowhere. If I'm constructing we can, a fan, we can construct humans. If I'm constructing a fan, when we construct humans, who has constructed a human? Uh, most females, most mothers have constructed humans oh, in their body. That's not what constructing me, dude. What I meant by constructing is you literally build them yourself. You don't build a human. You give birth to a human. You you would you wouldn't download mm. a house move. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. You wouldn't you, da- right, I'll I'll make a terrible joke. Scratch that. <laughs> but but like that's what that's what I meant by building. Like constructing something, you give birth to a human, and like you know, the stuff happens. But that doesn't mean that you're gonna. It doesn't mean you're constructing. You're, you're, I'm not grabbing like here's a leg, here's a hand, here's a here's some bones, and here's a soul. Patch that in there. I'm like, you and I worked with AI. Like, we make AIs, but like, do we real? Like, at what point do we actually control what's happening? We just kind of set up the pieces and then let it do what it wants to do, and then at the end, if it's useful, we consider it a success. No, I understand that AI is learning and stuff, but learning is different than gaining consciousness. That's that's. That's not you can't learn that. That's just the thing that happens. Yeah, we you can't learn to gain a consciousness. I don't know. I don't know if like is consciousness learned or is it just something that happens? I don't know the answer to these questions. That's why it bothers me so much. Well, it shouldn't bother you because it's not gonna happen in this lifetime if if it ever happens. All right, that brings us to another close of time sync. I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. It got a little dark at the end, but you know it's a classic episode without being dark. It's pretty funny. Like when we were looking to the topic list for this episode, we're like, okay, we'll do, we'll talk about the boycott and the horrible things, and we'll close something light, and then we pick psychopaths. I didn't think it'll get that dark, but yes, there you go. Okay, bye. See ya. Nice.